Hey Bulldogs, it's Annie, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. I'm a marketing major of DeSales class of 2023, and I'm excited to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing DSU students about the endless possibilities beyond graduation. Get ready to be inspired by the stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journeys. Now it's time to introduce this week's guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Tassel. I'm here with today's guest, Joseph Fremont, a graduate of the class of 2021 as a finance and accounting double major. Joe is now the financial services associate at Legacy Planning Partners. So without further ado, Joe, please introduce yourself and describe your experience at DeSales and a little bit of how you got to where you are today. Hello, everyone. It's an honor to be here. Uh, again, like, like Annie said, my name is Joe Fremont. Uh, I graduated from the Sales University uh, class of 2021 with a degree in finance and accounting. Uh, I would say that that my sales experience has been nothing but fantastic. Uh, the memories and the friends that I created have been lasting a lifetime so far. So everything's been been excellent. Uh, and yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, Joe. I want to ask you, um, what kind of activities were you involved in while you were here at DeSales? So anything from clubs to work-study internships, um, anything that you want to mention? What wasn't I involved in? Um, (laughs) uh, I was involved in student government for three years at the Career Development Center. Glad to be back here. the choral uh, program and I, I dabbled in a lot of the other stuff. I was in admissions for a year. Uh, I worked in the SEAL office, but but th- those were the highlights. That's awesome. So how have those experiences kind of um, guided you in your career? Was, was anything that, you know, really helped shape what you wanted to do or was it kind of just you know, you wanted to build a lot of experiences while you're here to kind of figure out what you want to go into. Definitely. I, I mean, leadership was just such a big part of uh, DeSales. And, and, you know, you come to DeSales and it's like, oh, uh, we we develop strong leaders here. Uh, and I really dove head head in for all the leadership. I, I was just itching to get involved at the sales campus. Uh, and, and in that same regard, uh, when looking for fields uh, to get into, I wanted to find something that was leadership based. Uh, so I actually, uh, and, and Annie, you might know this because you have an MAS background, but uh, I did did not do, I wasn't set on being a business major when I came in to DeSales. I did uh, music and singing and, and theater in high school, and I, I completely 180 flipped into finance and accounting. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Um, sure. I was going to ask you about how your academic journey changed from the beginning of your time at DeSales to the end, because I, I do know that you were heavily involved in um, chorale and just music musical theater when you were younger, but also it didn't leave you because you can mention your, you know, your side hustle. Please tell us about your, <laughs> your part-time work. Sure. So, so uh, as as many of you may know, uh, I am a DJ on the weekends. Uh, I work for two companies. Uh, so I work for Wesley Works Entertainment in Emmaus, based in Emmaus, and then I also have a little bit of a side hustle on my own. So uh, I do own my own equipment, and uh, I do Sweet Sixteens, weddings, parties, you name it. I do it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a great skill. It's a lot of fun to have. Uh, there's nothing better than celebrating people uh, with their special occasions by providing them a service. So. Uh, yeah. 
So how did you come to um, decide on finance and accounting? Definitely. So, so kind of going back, uh, my parents sat me down and they're like, okay, Joe, we think you would be great in business. And we want you to take that, that aspect of performing and apply it to a role in, in the business field that is more presenting. And, and you can, you could do a great job in that environment. And, and uh, also <laughs> security. <laughs> Uh, so I, I was looking for a, a field that, that I could do that in. At first, I wasn't so sure about finance. I actually came in as a finance-only major. Uh, and then me and a friend sat down at the end of my freshman year and like, you know what? I think we should add the accounting major. It's only a couple more classes, and it'll give us a lot more marketability. Uh, and, and that's exactly what I did. And I'm very grateful for the, the accounting experience combined with the finance. Yeah. And that's a great point to know, especially in your freshman year, that planning out the next four years, unfortunately, I didn't do that. And I wish I would have because now I'm, well, I took an internship up and did credits for that. But I looked at my last year and I was like, I finished all my required coursework and now I have all these empty like classes to take. And I was like, well, I don't know what to take, but I did take an internship. So that was something I was, you know, well, maybe I should have thought about that freshman year. But that's important to know. Um, so tell us about your your process searching for a job and um, in your senior year, or did you look around in your junior year? Awesome. Well, first off, it's great that you got an internship experience. Uh, I want to say that I did not have a single internship my entire four years at the Sales University. So to all those who might not have gotten an internship yet in their years at the Sales, there is hope for you. You're not <laughs> you're not out of luck. Uh, my experience finding a job, uh, the fall of my senior year, I attended a career development event uh, known, it was uh, Career Bingo. So one of the employers was hosting a bingo and they were in the financial services industry. Uh, I reached out to them afterwards and I said, hey, it was so nice to meet you. I was wondering if I can get the opportunity to do an informational interview uh, with you and kind of find out more about the financial services industry and what it entails. Uh, so that kind of sprawled forward. I had that informational interview, which you can check out. I did a blog on the uh, career development website that you can write, find out what I wrote about informational interviews. Um, <laughs> but that that led into me getting my first job uh, out of college. I worked for a company called Mass Mutual Greater Philadelphia as a financial services professional. Um, that was not long lived <laughs> uh, as. Um, I learned quite a bit um, about, about uh, the financial services industry in my time there, but I very quickly found out that the culture uh, and the environment was not right for me. Um, so I actually ended up uh, quitting that job in October of 2021, uh, and I was unemployed for, for two months. Uh, and I actually stumbled upon a podcast. It was called uh, Beyond the Tassel, and there was a special guest called John Pelosi. Uh, so John Pelosi works here. He is a uh, associate advisor. Uh, and his episode was uh, talking about his journey from Deloitte to Legacy and how much he enjoyed it, uh, the transition and how much of a hard time he had with that first job. There's so much pressure on getting that first job. It's going to be the your home forever. Uh, you're going to make all this money. It's going to be great. Well, it's not always built up to be that. Uh, so Shortly after listening to that podcast, I reached out to John and I said, hey, John, uh, I, I listened to your podcast. Uh, tell me more about your transition that you couldn't get to on the podcast. And he 
had a phone call with me and I ended up, uh, he ended up saying, Hey Joe, you should apply to legacy. And I said, I would love to apply to legacy. And that's the story about how I ended up here. So, you know, to all you listeners, there is hope and, and, uh, please reach out to the people that are on this podcast. Well, that's amazing. And, um, Thank you for, <laughs> you know, explaining how this podcast is, the purpose of it is to do exactly that. And um, I'm glad that, you know, you figured it out and there was, you know, uh, there was a struggle that you made into your, you know, your hope. And that was, that was a, an accomplishing thing for you. So um, tell us about your job at Legacy and your day to day. Definitely. So as a financial services associate, uh, I'm kind of like a, a uh, an advisor in training. Uh, so I work for an, a financial advisor who has a, a large book of business. Uh, and when you have that large book of business, you have a lot of people that you have to meet with every year for their investment reviews or financial planning. So uh, it's reaching to the point where my boss is like, hey, listen, I can't do all the responsibilities that I used to be able to do when I had a smaller book of business. So my responsibilities are reaching out to these clients that I have met or, or have, I have not had the pleasure of meeting yet to make sure that they're doing well, if they have any questions about their accounts or concerns about the markets. Uh, and, you know, uh, this year in particular has been a very volatile year. Um, so there definitely is a lot of that concern out there uh, with, with our clients. Um, so I, I would say a lot of my, my day-to-day responsibilities are uh, making sure that we are prepared for our next uh, meeting with those clients, uh, checking in on clients that we've met with a couple months ago, make sure that everything is still good, and also seeking opportunities uh, for potential uh, plans or, or anything that we can come up with for our business. About how many clients do you work with at a time? Definitely. So, so in my uh, in my book that I that I'm responsible of watching over for uh, for for my boss, uh, I I look over 150 households, uh, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it it sounds very daunting, but it, it is very possible. So uh, I know you kind of touched upon some challenges in the financial industry right now, but what challenges do you kind of face in your job, and how do you overcome those challenges? Definitely. I, I, I think something about the financial services industry is that it's always changing. Uh, regulation is always changing. Uh, there, there can be a law passed that changes how we do things. In, it could pass tomorrow and then we'd have to change everything about how we're doing uh, and paperwork can change. And uh, I, I would just say that, that uh, there's a lot of paperwork <laughs> and uh, it, it can be challenging, but, but you, you have to get the proper training to, to overcome and and I would say, uh, generally outside outside my job, you know, uh, when you're handling people's money, uh, you, it is a huge responsibility, uh, and you you have to make sure that you're always up to date in all your training, and and know what you're talking about when you speak to these these clients. Um. So I know you mentioned when I asked you earlier before the podcast about some certifications that you've acquired for your position or in like that would help your position. So could you talk about some of those certifications? Definitely. So uh, I am what, what is called right, right now. Uh, I am a registered staff member at legacy planning. So basically that means I'm a staff member that has all of their certifications. And, and those are uh, your uh, SIE or your securities investment essentials, uh, which goes into your series seven, which is a general investment certification. 
uh, followed by my Series 66, and that is uh, investment advisor advisory. Um, so that um, these certifications are really important. These are more for the security side. So they they cover all your stocks, your bonds, your options, um, all your your basic investments. What accounts are most suitable to clients? How can you say uh, or how can you sit down with a client and say, okay, so based on your risk tolerance, what you plan to achieve uh, with the goal of this account and what you plan to do with this money in the time frame or the time horizon that you've given us, what can I recommend for you to put your money into that will hopefully allow you to get to that goal? The only other certification I have is called the PA Life Accident and Health Insurance uh, Certification. So that allows us to do the coverage and protection-based side of the industry. Are you intending on um continuing and trying to get more certifications down the line? Is that something that's a possibility for you? Definitely. So uh, the, the certifications that I have so far don't necessarily go at like the end of the, your name. Uh, so I'm sure many of you listening are familiar with the CPA for accountants. There is similar uh, certifications for finance or people in the financial services industry. So uh, the next one that I'm going to be going for uh, in 2023 is the Certified Financial Planner or the CFP. And I also am looking to get the SEPA or the Certified Exit Planner in the future. Well, best of luck to you, Joe. I'm sure that will not be an issue for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you, Andy. Aside from certifications, what are some, I guess, soft skills that are important to um, being in your position or just in the financial industry? Definitely. Uh, Interpersonal skills, you, you really need to know how to talk to somebody. It's really important for networking uh, and making sure, you know, uh, the last person that you want to talk to who's handling your money is, is somebody who, who says a couple words and is like, all right, well, um, your money's doing well. Like, no, you, you want to develop a relationship with the person that, that, <laughs> that you're working with. You don't, want a, you don't want a simple transactional, uh, or at least I hope you don't. <laughs> so, so those interpersonal skills are very important to develop or uh, your networking for, because not only will you uh, be working with individuals, you need to be uh, seeking further opportunities. How do you apply leadership skills um, in your position now, or how do you intend to apply them as you are staying at Legacy? Definitely. So so leadership, uh, part of being a leader is, is knowing when to be a good team member. Uh, so actually, it's funny that you asked this because uh, my team right now is going through, we're reading a couple books based on how to build not just a good team, but a great team. It's an excellent book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, so so part of being a leader is, is knowing when to be a good team member. Um, and, you know, realistically, uh, coming out into the field, I'm still very young. Uh, you're not going to be a leader right out the gate. You're not going to be this like, oh, I'm going to come out. I'm going to be a manager because in reality, um, and this, this may shock some people, you don't know everything when you get out of college. Uh, and it takes time to develop the skills and the, um, the experience that you need to eventually become a leader. So, so I would say that I'm, I'm building my leadership skills now to be a leader in the future for uh, my team. And going along with that, um, what qualities do you search for or do you look for when um, in a boss or a leader? This is the single most important thing for at least my industry. And I'm sure for everybody who, who wants a job, 
you you need a very good mentor, um, especially in my industry. That they have so much experience. Uh, I'm not going to hype my boss up too much, but he he has 20 years of experience in my field. He has he has seen a lot of everything that I'm going to be exposed to and has done it in in the past. And his uh, his patience and his willingness to put effort into me to allow me to grow into the person that that he needs me to be for this position. Uh, it has been absolutely incredible. Uh, and every time I have a question, he's super responsive. He always gives me encouragement. Um, your boss should be just as supportive of you as you are supporting them. That's really well put. Um, I also want to talk about, you know, working as a team and working when you, you know, get to a new job, you have an entirely new team to work with. I experienced this in my internship this summer you know, you're working with people of all different ages, backgrounds, experience. So I was the new, you know, the newbie, I'm still in college. And I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, be as like, I'm a sponge. Like I, I understood that I was a sponge and I'm going to just take in everything that I'm learning. And like you said, I, well, I was clear to me, I did not know everything because when you get to a new job and you have to learn all these new things, you are kind of intimidated by that. But you can't let that, you know, let you know, that whole learning everything all, all at once, you can't let it intimidate you too much because everything takes time. So what can you say about working with a new team and um, creating that bond within your team? Definitely. So so I, I would say don't expect to get along with everybody right out the get-go. I think a lot of people get in and they're like, okay, I need to fit in absolutely immediately. Um, I, I would say it takes a good six months just to, to really understand what your position is, to get to know the people that you're working with and, and how to work with them efficiently. Um, and you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to click with everybody. Um, but you, you need to know, okay, how can I do my job and, and how can I do it? Uh, if, if I don't get along with somebody, how can I do it in the most professional manner? Or if I really enjoy somebody's company, like, like, how do I make sure I keep it professional, but also build that rapport with that team member? Thank you, Joe. If you could give um, just like a piece of advice for students in your field, in your major, what would that advice be? And um, yeah, any suggestions you have for students? Definitely. I, I mean, I think it, it goes back to uh, don't come into the financial services industry thinking that you're going to know everything. Uh, there's a lot of positions that that you might inter interview for in the financial services industry that they will have you like, oh, you're going to come in and you're going to be your own advisor and you're going to be you're going to build your own book. Um, and they're going to be like, well, we'll teach you. But, you, you know, like you kind of have to know everything because you're going to go out and build that own book. Well, you don't have to know all that, uh, depending on where, where you go. Uh, and, and always like look, look to your mentor and, and look to your ongoing education and your certification materials. Uh, to make sure that you do that best job. And um, I would say a big thing too, is that uh, know when to listen and know when to speak. Uh, so I think a lot of advisors fall into the trap of, oh, uh, I am giving the presentation today. I'm going to speak, speak, speak. Well, you should be listening. You should be listening to your clients, listen to what they need to say and what, what they want you to hear from them. And then a last question for you that I have is, could you, um, I, we mentioned your DJ uh, work in the beginning, but just to kind of wrap it all together with still pursuing your passion while also pursuing your career and 
your passion as well as in your career, but um, could you just highlight the importance of pursuing your passion, even in accordance with your career or if for people that, you know, just pursue their one passion, but how you integrate the both of them? Definitely. So, so as we mentioned earlier, I have a deep love of music. Uh, it started in high school. I continued it throughout college. I uh, started DJing when I was a sophomore at the Sales University. Uh, I would say uh, mixing the two to come together uh, is is definitely a balance. Uh, you know, sometimes you work you work a long week and you're like, man, I really don't want to work this weekend. But I have to say, uh, the a side hustle is so important. Uh, once you get out, because, you know, <laughs> in college, you have so much free time. And I, I didn't realize this until I got out. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> my my schedule was so built to me. And now it's like I have this rigidity of, OK, every morning at eight o'clock, I'm in and every night at 430, I'm out. Uh, how can I best spend my time outside uh, balancing the, the personal aspect of like, OK, I need to relax so I can be ready for the next day, but also uh, I'm a young guy and, and the money that I make now it will be worth more in the future. Um, so I found that that passion in DJing that allowed me to continue my, uh, my, my, for lack of a better term, my passion for music <laughs> uh, and also uh, make sure that I could get ahead. Uh, so, so mixing them together uh, really uh, is, is helping out a lot. <laughs> well, that's awesome that you can keep that balance. I know, um, for me, I was always involved in um, dance and music. And just once I got to college, I was like, I don't know how to do it all at once. So I'm going to just focus on one thing at a time. But you do really miss what you grew up doing your whole life. And I always try to think of ways to balance the two and try to incorporate it into my life. But it's really inspiring to hear that you are still pursuing something that you really always had a love for. And now that you have something new and exciting for your career down the line. So um, overall, thank you so much, Joe, for joining me today and sharing your experiences with everyone. And if anyone would like to reach out to Joe, I have his contact information linked in the caption. Otherwise, thank you to everyone listening. And please remember to subscribe to Beyond the Tassel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to today's episode of Beyond the Tassel. It is our honor to present the success stories of our DeSales alumni via podcast. If you are a DeSales alumni and would like to be a guest on the show, you can contact melanie.valone at desales.edu. And if you are currently a DeSales student and would like to connect with an alumni in your field, you can contact kathy.kraus at desales.edu. Until next time, Bulldogs.